past 10 o'clock, let's turn to a bit of trash talk with Marcy Trent Long. And this week she speaks with Jose Moreno from Spare It. And they're going to be talking about gamifying waste reduction. Hey, Trash Talk listeners. We've been talking about trash here for over 200 episodes now. And I hope making reuse, reduce, recycle into something interesting and fun. Today's guest also transforms sustainability and waste issues into something entertaining, taking it a step further and turning sustainability and waste issues into a game. Here to tell us more about this is Jose Moreno, General Manager of Spirit in Hong Kong. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you, Marcy, for having me here. So uh, tell us, the uh, Jose Moreno, we talked a little bit, you're originally from Mexico. Correct. Um, uh, tell us how you got to Hong Kong and started with Spirit. So back in Mexico, I was uh, managing a small company um, that was doing daycare center for elder people. And then at some point I decided that it made sense for me to continue my studies and to learn more or even more about managing businesses and understanding how to expand the business. So that's when I decided to look for an MBA. Um, and my research, and also because I had previous experience living in mainland China, I was very curious about coming back to, to Asia. Why did you have previous experience living in my journey is My journey, I believe my journey is quite fun, um, but I had experience because of uh, I was working for a manufacturing company, a Danish manufacturing company that sent me four rotations, and one of them was uh, back in, in mainland China. Uh Oh. So I was very curious about returning um, to Asia because I really, really enjoyed it. Mm. Fun fact, um, before coming to Hong Kong to actually leave, I had been here before and I was a bit skeptical because I come from a kind of smaller town in Mexico. Um, and the vibrancy, though attractive, I felt it was too much for me. Um but anyways, I decided to come. Yeah. And now I fell completely in love with the city and I'm very passionate about being here and contributing to, yeah. to the city as much as it's we can. It's a great city. And it it's is. easy to find your community, which in part you've found through Spirit. So tell Correct. us what Spirit is and does and mission and start with that. So at Spirit, we have the mission of en enabling a world where no resource is sent to the landfill. Uh, we believe that many times it's easy to think, especially in efficient cities such as Hong Kong, it's very easy to think that waste disappears mm -hmm. and that resources that we're sending to the landfill are not really resources, but just waste. Many times we forget that whatever we're sending to the landfill actually was, was and can be something useful. Um, and making sure that we create the right loops in order to bring that back to the system or to ensure that it's either upcycled or at least recycled is something that is critical for cities that are thinking um, in terms of um, sustainable development. Right. You're talking the trash talk dream here. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we want to do our part um, in terms of enabling that that um that vision right mm. making sure that no resources sent to landfill we do that by focusing on two different aspects one critical behavioral change and the second one is data granularity behavioral change is a lot about making sure that we create the feedback loops um in order to enable curiosity back to the employee we're focusing on office spaces so we want to make sure that we enable that feedback loop to the employees for them to be curious around their data for them to be curious about what and how can they change their daily behavior 
um, to reduce waste mm. and to make sure that they recycle more or divert more from the landfill. And at the end, that whatever they're sending to the landfill is as clean as possible to make right. sure that it makes financial sense for the recyclers to um, to treat um, uh, to treat those resources. Right? right. So you get a sense for daily what you're actually putting to the landfill in a, a much more concrete way than eh. Exactly. Nothing in the- <laughs> exactly. Right. So that, that brings us to the second component, making sure that we have the data granularity. Because when we're talking, many times we're talking to, uh, for example, um, chief sustainability officers or chief financial officers, and they want their data. They want to make sure that they understand what's going on within their operations. Mm. So they have the problem of, okay, I want to be sustainable, but there's two things. I don't know how much. I don't, I don't know where I stand. And second, um, I, um, I don't have a strategy that can be created in a way that it puts my employees at the center of the strategy. And those are the two key things that we're focusing on. Oh, that's- so on the first part, on the data granularity, we have a smart sensor that we place under the office space bins, allowing us to collect in a very granular le- level um, the waste that is, uh, the, the, to collect the data about the waste as it is being produced. So we can tell you exactly what kind of waste is being produced, where is it produced, at what time is it produced. And and we are able to create alongside with the green teams or sustainability teams a strategy in order to reduce the waste that goes to the landfill and increase the proportion of waste that is being diverted. Okay. I think it's time for an example. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So... Yeah, especially I'm imagining is it multiple bins or just a couple bins or yes. So we generally work with multiple bins, and of course, um, we one of the first components of our solutions is making sure that we help or we provide with tools um, to the companies on centralizing the the bins. Uh, we know that centralizing is critical because the easier we have it to dispose of waste, the more we will waste. So we want to make it a little bit hard for the employees to 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 waste, but at the same time for them to have an excuse to take a walk and to to distract themselves. So we centralize bins for them to arrive to the central station and then choose um, what and how to divert the specific waste. Okay, so does that mean at my desk I don't have a trash bin? Ideally, that is where we want to arrive. Got yes. It. yes. A little bit like the old water cooler. Now it it's you get to go to the central waste area to chat with everyone. Exactly, exactly. So that is the beauty of the of the of rethinking the way we have the office spaces because many times we have done it for convenience, maybe, or just because it's something that we can do. We can have the resources in order to collect the waste of every uh, bin, but we have forgotten of the other advantages that a centralized sorting station can bring. Not only optimize uh, optimize use of resources, but also making sure that we have a common place to discuss or common place to uh, to talk and have a little walk and, right. and I don't know it has it has a lot of advantages. and it works with your feedback of the behavioral change right so exactly I'm looking at him and his waste over there right <laughs> <laughs> exactly and that that is in a way where the competition component comes into play okay we as humans many times are enabled or are curious about what our neighbor is doing. Of course, in the good way sometimes, in a bad way sometimes. But of course, (laughs) we want to make sure that we understand where we stand compared to our neighbor or where we stand compared to, for example, if I'm working in a luxury company compared to the other luxury company. 
we want to be able to assess our performance compared to the rest. And that is where Spirit's unique system uh, brings the competition engagement together to be able to um, create a fun competition between two different parties for us to be able to actually look to the neighbor and say, hey, I can do better. Oh, I, I'm, certainly, I'm certainly wasting less or sending less amount of waste to the landfill, or I'm certainly diverting more. What can I do today differently in order to enable, uh, enable more recycling? Right. Et cetera, et cetera. And, and you do that through site and app, uh, cards? <laughs> we, we do that through a series of dashboards. So we have specifically two customer-facing or employee-facing um, components. One is for the overall employee. Any employee at the company should be able to access their own data. <laughs> Actually, we have a study, and let me pull out my notes because I certainly... Um, they have numbers involved. <laughs> we have numbers involved, of course. 50, 52% of the employees many times are curious about their waste data. And 67% of the employees not only want to learn about the data itself, but they want to have actionable items, or actionable insights about that data. Right. So what we do is that we offer full transparency to the customers. They will be able to almost in real time know the amount of waste that is produced at the office space. And we bring that by a series of dashboards or, di or displays that we can deploy at the office space, um, allowing them to see um, just like we do in our uh, health tracking app, for example, where we stand compared day to day. Right. Sometimes you don't want to always look at that health. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. And that is where the centralizing station comes back into play. Ah. Because then we, f we put it in, the, in front or as in front of the employee as we can. We make sure that it is in a place where employees are constantly curious or, or are constantly wanting to go to, for example, next to the coffee machine next to the biggest pantry, next to right. the printing room, next to the lobby, where people cannot avoid looking at their own data in a way. And that is where it makes it fun because then you can connect to your own data because um, you can see it, you can be related to it, and then you it drives curiosity in order to change what you're doing. Right. So related to the health app, maybe should, we should put some, you know, bicycles there too <laughs> <laughs> that could be a good idea yes so then how do you how do you make it a productive and a fun mm -hmm. competition rather than a ah you're not doing your share competition so what we do is that we have a series of engagement pr programs or engagement components um, that we have around the topic. For example, we have webinars or we host events that allow us to engage on the topic um, Let's say that the day goes over and then you start having questions um, about what can I do? How can I improve? What can I do differently? So you can either ask us or go to one of our events and then ask the question to the expert who, who will be talking about certain topics. The next event, for example, is going to be talking about um, behavioral change, specifically the neurology um, that goes behind um, why humans are wasting the way we're wasting. So it becomes a very interesting way for us to ask questions of what we are having throughout the day at the office space, right? right? Um, and it, are those like on Zoom or something? Those are both in person and in Zoom. We try uh -huh. to do it as dynamic as we can right. uh, to make sure that we increase uh, the participation rate, which is also always important. And how, how do you do on the participation rate? Because, you so, know, people are really focused on their work here in Hong Kong, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and that is the thing about 
a lot of our engagement uh, components. How do we do it as efficient as we can? How do we do it within a glimpse? Or how do we make employees learn within seconds that they're standing next to the coffee machine and they're curious about? So one of our most critical roles is making sure that uh, within our educational components, within our dashboards that we have in the screens that we were talking about, how do we draw the attention um, as much as we can to make sure that employees become curious of what they're doing? Right. Yeah. Brightly colored bins or whatever. That's super interesting because there's so many people, you know, I don't know if you know Trash Talkers, but the head of Ocean Park a couple mm -hmm. of years ago left to get a Ph.D. in psychology mm. type stuff because, to understand the behavioral motivation to get people to protect the earth. Correct. Yeah. It's so such an interesting field. That is that is a very very interesting topic. That is of course very difficult to solve with just one one app or with one software as a service company. Of course, we need to all work together, but that is where we're focusing or trying to focus as much as we can. Yeah. Humans, we are we are we're funny. <laughs> Do you think you find a little bit more success here in Hong Kong, let's say, than you might find in other parts of the world because we are on an island and it's a thrifty place. I mean, so what we have found is that there are significant differences between the way we do our technology here in Hong Kong and the way we are implementing the technology back in the U.S. Um, and to begin with, uh, the culture or the awareness in terms of sustainability is in very different levels. But also, it seems, it seems to me um, that there is some lack of awareness sometimes in terms of what's happening downstream. The employee might be a little bit skeptical of what's happening downstream with my trash. So many times they end up asking questions, but why should I even take the effort if I don't know what what uh, what they're doing with it after it leaves the office? So in that case, we always encourage employees and companies to ask their property developers on what we're doing. And that is where, for example, we're extremely, extremely proud to be partnering with the customers that we're partnering because not only do we know that they're very focused on sustainability, but we know that they're doing the right thing within the steps of the downstream management. And I'll take Swire Properties as an example. We have been extremely lucky to be partnering. They're actually the ones who brought us here to Hong Kong. Huh because they're leading in a lot of ways uh, in terms of um, sustainability and they're doing a lot. Um, so we can map or they can give us a map of what's happening downstream. And with our educational program, we can boost the awareness to the employees of, hey, your property developer is actually doing this. This is what's happening. This is where it's going. This is... So it's a lot of awareness and making sure that we ask the right questions as employees, and that as property developers we have the right answers, or as as um, as a software we also have to have the right answers, and making sure that we we have as much transparency as we can because trust is critical in terms of waste. Wow, well, you're a trash talk dream. We've been talking, <laughs> we've been talking about that every, for 200 episodes, actually. <laughs> yes. So this is great. Well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing, and good luck to spare it. Yes. S-P-A-R-E dash I-T. Correct, correct. Okay. And spare. that's trash talkers, how you would Google that. Yes. So we have our LinkedIn, and of course, we you can contact us through our email, contact at spareit.com, or directly to me, jose.moreno at spirit.com. Happy to help. All right. Well, thanks for coming in. Thank you very much. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK on the Go app. 
Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Many thanks once again to you, Marcy, for this week's Trash Talk, speaking with Jose Moreno from Spare It, all about gamifying waste